Welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we embrace open dialogue from different perspectives about entrepreneurship, relationships, and education. And this open dialogue is needed, especially today, as we live in a Twitter finger society where everyone seems to care more about getting their point across than they are about hearing the other person's perspective. If you're ready to grow your business, your relationships, and your personal development, stick with us here at the Perspective Podcast, because sometimes in life, to get to the next level, you just need a different perspective. If I look like what I've been through, I'd be roadkill. Tell me off of the pavement, I'm reeking from the... Oh, that's new. What's up, y'all? This is like cut. The things that throw us off, right? I was like, that's new. Probably should have said that out loud. But anyway, we're here. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. I'm C. Muzan. Got T here with me. What's up, T? Now, I saw business today. I was gonna give you a bang I bang. Give me the bang bang. I was man. gonna give it to you, but nah, man, you can. Um, it's all business today. I'm it's ex- all business I today. I was expecting it. I was expecting the bang bang, but I see you're at your new office. You got a friend. Oh yeah. You got a friend in the background, and uh, I don't want it to get too hectic over there. So, for those of you that are listening to us and not watching us, uh, T's got a huge gorilla in the background. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got a a choice company that we're actually going to start talking a a little bit about today, but not just the company specifically, more so, uh, how should I say this, the the overtaking of uh, how we're viewing these companies and this company specifically, which he's, if you're not watching, it's AMC, that's what he has in his background. Um, (laughs) But on a high level, T and I were having this conversation, uh, getting prepared to share this message with you and kind of share this perspective. And we really started to talk about the media and the media's influence over our lives. And the media is something that we all deal with or that we all consume to some degree, right? Whether it be national media for like your CNNs and CNBCs and Fox Newses, whether it's that local type of media, uh, whether it's your social media, doesn't really matter. The media has a huge influence and a huge role um, kind of controlling our thoughts. And some people may believe that, some people may not believe that, but T and I were having this conversation and we saw- If you don't believe it, you just don't. That's because you've been sucked into the matrix. Exactly, (laughs) because you've been sucked far in and you don't know how far deep you've gone into that. Um, but it's such an important conversation because it's actually impacting many different areas of our lives, many different areas. Uh, why YT is in his new office at AMC is because for those of you that haven't been paying attention in the financial world, specifically in the stock right, you know, market, um, AMC is one of these companies that people have been getting behind and really, uh, T, I'm going I'm to let you go into it because you're an employee <laughs> of the, you're an employee now. Of, I'm an owner. Excuse oh, me. There we go. Of, so of an owner. Out. You're an owner now. I'm an owner. Of, of AMC. But let's talk about the media's role in why we're even talking about AMC. Because by the way, you haven't gone to a movie theater for years. 
I went right when they started breaking loose. I went to an AMC. Gotcha. They were the only ones open. So that's the only movie theater I've gone to since COVID. I went to see two different movies, but I went by myself. Gotcha. But I always yeah. go by myself. So it's me, my, my wife and I, we haven't been to the movie theater probably since 2019, maybe 2018. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even, to be honest, I don't even know, for so, some of you that know, like uh, we moved to the East Coast in 2018. I actually don't know that we've been to the movies since we've been here. Now that I, I love, about. like, my first job was at a movie theater, wow. right? In Long Beach, um, Edward Cinemas, um, Long Beach Town Center. Like, shout out to Long Beach. Um, and I got fired because I forgot to tell my manager I switched my schedule. But that's another conversation. For another day. For another day. <laughs> hey, but I love movie theaters. Actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but. I actually, one of my goals in the future is actually own movie theaters. Like that's like a, a thing for me now, whether that is that a viable business in the future, that's another conversation. But like one of my thoughts is if there is a way to viably do that, I would like to own movie theaters. I love movie theaters. I love the smell of popcorn. We walk in, I love the energy. I love the entertainment. I love the little arcade centers. It's a weird fun fact. Most people I don't think know about me, but I love movie theaters. So this is like up my alley for more, more emotional reasons than it should be when it comes down to my money, but I don't care at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but i know i know it and it's fun right and 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 um so everybody's like what's going on like if you if you haven't been watching news chris said there is a huge situation right now going on uh with amc many of you have probably heard about the situation that happened the short squeeze that happened with gamestop back in january right where a bunch of people you know degenerates became millionaires messing around <laughs> um with gamestop so if you don't know what's going on the short the short no point intended on it is this um hedge funds and i don't say figured out a way but for years have have utilized a strategy some would call it almost illegal me and you as average per people we can't do it um it's illegal however they could do it but that's another conversation for another day. They can't legally do it, but they do it in a way where they, they their lawyers protect it, where they can go after what they would consider um, failing companies, all right, failing companies. So the way that you would do this is you, they would all collectively come together, not officially, um, and let me hold up, say this, I am not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving financial advice of any this sense. Is this is just my opinion. Advice. Right, this is not financial advice. This is just me giving my perspective around the topics that go ahead and the facts that I, I I know about. So let me start. Let me start with that, right? Our lawyers like having a you know a fit in the background somewhere. Uh, <laughs> um, but essentially, um, if they collectively come together and go after a company, they're able to short a stock on a company. And simply, what a short in a stock means is you you borrow the they borrow the stock from the brokerage house and you sell it back to the the to the to the market right so you don't really own it but you short it you're saying hey i'm going to buy this back at a different day and time so i'm going to borrow it i don't actually own it i'm going to borrow the stock and i'm going to sell it so you're literally selling something you borrow yeah. now the trick is is that the price when you're ready to give it back to the brokerage house needs to be less 
right? It needs to be less than when you borrowed it. And then you're able to keep the difference because you borrowed, you sold it 10 and then you buy it back at two. That's an $8 difference. You make the $8, right? Let, let um, me give people, let me give people the layman's term real quick because you're, <laughs> you're, you're head on. But again, I know there's people listening that have no idea what you're talking about. So typically when you buy a stock, because most people understand what a stock yes. is, right? Like you yep. buy a stock, you're expecting for it to go up. You're expecting yes. for the company to do better. That's why you buy it. You're like, oh, Apple, I think it's gonna be doing better in the future, so I'm gonna make money. Now, Correct. the other side of that, this is where they didn't teach us, and this is what T is saying, these big hedge funds, they bet the opposite. They yes. say, not just I think that company's gonna win, actually, I think this company's gonna fail, and I think that the price is gonna drop. And so I can make money, the hedge fund, the big mm -hmm. guy institution, that's what it used to be, I can make money if that company fails. So if the yep. if I buy it at a certain right, or that's what T is explaining, yeah, yeah. you get it at a certain point price point, and then it goes down, and you bet that it was going down, you still make money as if it like went up, and you bet on the other side. Correct. And that is a game that most people don't understand how to play. They don't yeah. understand. Right. Yes. Now, you as an individual, I'll make it clear, you can actually do what Chris has talked about, yeah. like shorting yeah. and everything yeah. else, right? Now, how they do it. There's like dark pools and all these other language, you know, terms you're going to hear out there. We're not going to go into all of that because that's not the topic really today. Right. But ultimately, you can, again, borrow, sell at ten dollars. You hope it goes down to two dollars. Then you buy it back. You actually buy it officially at two dollars. You sold it eight. You buy it two. That's eight dollar profit. Boom. Now, the, the hedge funds have gotten so good at this, they actually make it where the company becomes insolvent. The company bankrupts. So once the company bankrupts, if you borrowed it, if you borrowed on it, you don't owe anything back. You never have to buy it back. So you literally keep 100 percent of the money that you collected on the front end. Sounds pretty genius, right? Well, the problem is they're attacking companies. And they started attacking the wrong companies. <laughs> so back in January, this happened with GameStop. You had big hedge funds shorting GameStop. You had a group of people online, not on Facebook, which we'll talk about in a second, not in Reddit posts and, and you know um, on Wall Street bets. People probably heard of them. And they collectively came together. Hundreds of thousands and millions of people said, let's go and buy the shares so that when the hedge funds have to buy them back, the price is actually higher. Thus, they lose money. Also, every day once they borrowed the share, they actually are paying fees on the borrowed shares like because they borrowed, they're paying their interest on it. So now what happens is, let's say you're a hedge fund, you borrow at $10, then you thought you were going to sell, you know, buy it back in 30 days, but now the price is at $12. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Right? I sold at 10, but the price is 12. Well, guess what happens? That means I got to pay $2 more premium for something I only spent $10 on. So I lost $2, if you will. Now multiply this by billions and trillions of dollars. So what do the hedge funds do? They don't pay it back in 30 days. They just extend it. But if people keep buying the stock more and more and driving the price up, they extend it. So now the hedge funds are losing money every day. They've lost almost close to $7 billion with AMC and GameStop alone, or something crazy like that, just literally within months. And so now you have the same thing happening again, right? And so people were buying the stock with GameStop. Stock went from $6 to $500. <laughs> 
because people were buying it and they lost billions. Melvin, um, the, the hedge fund Melvin Capital, if I, if I believe the name is, but it's Melvin, I know for sure, I think it's Capital. Yep. They lost 50%, they lost 50% in January messing around with GameStop. 50% of their money they lost messing around with GameStop because people got tired of it. So now we come to AMC. The exact same thing is happening again. They're trying to, they tried to put AMC out of business and the collective group of millions of Americans and Canadians and people around the world came together and said, uh-uh, we're going to drive that price up. So give you guys an example. I bought in under $10 when I first got in. The price is what, $50, $50 now? It went up to $70 now. The projection, because they've shorted this stock so bad and they've borrowed so much, they actually have borrowed more than the actual amount of shares that are available for the company. What that means is they are going to have to buy all the shares back two between some analysts say two to five times over hundreds of millions of shares there's over 400 plus million shares they're going to have to buy back two to five times over what is that going to do to the price if everything if everything goes according to plan and you know there's a lot of manipulation which we'll get into this now if everything goes to plan there is a mathematical equation that puts the share price of amc at a hundred thousand dollars a share now that that says no one ever sells that's not going to happen right <laughs> no one ever sells everybody buys shares and holds all the way until mathematically it can happen but we're not robots that just hold and wait for numbers to hit we are humans and you start seeing five, 10, 15, 20, a hundred thousand dollars in your account millions of dollars in your account that you can secure and sell off and Early, most a lot of I think a lot of people are going to do that. So the question is going to become how many people hold on to it. So that's the backstory. That is a great setup, and I think a great segue into yes. the actual thing that you said is most people will not hold till it gets to that point because of their emotions. Yes. Because of them being high on the highs. Yes. Or if it happens to fluctuate low on the lows. Yes. But the big thing is the media's control over people's emotions. The there you go. Control over people's uh, information that they're getting. Right. Yes. You guys, and this is why you know we're having this conversation because at the end of the day, when you get into the world of investing, when you get into the money world, the money, mm -hmm. business, right? Very much so an emotional business. Warren Buffett says, if you can't control your emotions, you can't control your money. Right. Very very basic. Most yep. people struggle to control their emotions. Who knows this best? The media. Yes. The media knows it the best. So They run their business on emotion. Absolutely. Their whole business model is based on our emotion. Absolutely. That's why 90% of the, the content on media, on our major network, CNN, um, CNBC, um, MSNBC, um, Fox News, it's negative because it triggers out emotions. Yep. Not even just negative, fear-based. Yes. Fear-based. Yes. yes. The media uses fear. They have, they always have, they use fear to get the masses to do things. Yes. So let's take a look at all of the millions of people, like T just set up perfectly, all the millions of people that are now in this AMC stock. Yes. Because they read something, 
heard something, had a friend tell them, not the technical analysis, not the people actually looking at the charts, not the people actually diving into the financials, not, not yeah. the, that side, the people that are taking information from third party sources. Yes. That is influenced by the media. 100%. I mean, I just give you a, a I'll say this about AMC so people know, right? Everything you're going to hear about the fundamentals, right? You hear that all the time, the fundamentals. This AMC is not a fundamental play. They just let everybody know that AMC is not a fundamental play. AMC is not even a technical analysis play. This is literally someone has to buy within the next 45 to 60 days. And if enough people hold, they have to buy at a higher price. They, you get to dictate the price that they buy for. They're required by law, the hedge funds that have shorted, that have created what's called synthetic shares, meaning they can borrow, it's called naked shorting. So you can literally borrow something you don't have. It's not even real and actually sell it. And so now people are saying, well, when does it actually happen? Well, when the official share count happens at the end, well, quarterly, um, um, quarterly, um, um, what did it say it again? The quarterly shareholders meeting. There you go, shareholders. I was trying to figure out the word I'm saying, um, meeting, the shareholders meeting. Mm -hmm. They actually officially count. And so they say, hey, all synthetic shares are non and void. Whatever is borrowed has to be bought back. And we officially have X amount of shares. Well, this is this is why the AMC play is so interesting. Well, right now there's argument that there's 143% roughly of synthetic shares, like fake shares out there. So if most people actually hold the shares and the shares that the, the, the hedge funds have to borrow are not, they have to, they have to buy it back by law. Even if they don't want to, they can't go to court and fight it like we did in the presidential election. It's a their brokerages automatically transact. If the brokerages don't have the money, the government comes in and has to foot the bill, essentially. Oh, ultimately, that's kind of how it works, right? There's a government body that kind of, there's with the stock exchange, it's ATDC or something like that. Um, but it's kind of like the FDIC for people, but it's for big brokerage houses and everything else. And they're insured up to $67 trillion dollars. So that's half of the world economy. So they can cover $5 trillion, $6 trillion, but they the ultimately the hedge funds would have to buy back. Would it put them out of business? Some of them, yeah, <laughs> right? Some of the smaller ones, yeah. Some of the bigger ones, they're gonna take their love. They may have to readjust, but this is why AMC play is there for people like myself. Technical analysis, no. Fundamentals, no. And this is what the media, getting back to the media, they keep talking about just the fundamentals. They get on every single day and they're like, AMC is not worth this. Look, 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 look. And people are like, and then people that are not actually going deeper into it to understand why this is happening are falling for it. I mean, look, I'm one right now and I just put in CNBC, um, you know, CNBC, AMC. Just Google search it. Here goes the story. So tell me this ain't crazy. AMC is an amusing sideshow. As the, clan, uh, as the calm bull market forges ahead, pulling in billions from investors. What is that insinuating? That AMC is just 
faking you guys out, retail investors, and they're just taking money from you, right? Because AMC is selling shop, stocks as well to, bre to create cash flow for their business. Because That's their what, business went down, which is the craziest part of the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, like their business was actually on the verge of, exactly. of collapsing. Exactly. And if the hedge funds didn't try to profit off of it, it would have just died. Retail investors would have left it alone. AMC is the benefactor of retail investors that are savvier now and hedge funds who are profiting off of killing companies. They just tried to kill a company that was um, uh, people were emotionally tied to, GameStop, AMC theaters. Like my first theater ever going to is AMC. I love AMC. Like, you know what I mean? If, if there was an AMC closer to me, I wouldn't even have my Regal. Like I have a Regal unlimited movie pass. I just told you, I want to have a movie theater, you know, like, so this is important. Like this is different for me, right? For you, for you, for most, yes. for most, they have zero connection to AMC. Zero connection. So zero they're running connection. after it. That's so it. here goes more media, right? So I'm just literally top stories. AMC meme stocks could spark more heat in the weeks ahead as investors await inflation news. Investors aren't caring about inflation. Like the people that that's, this is it. Like this is going to stop somebody from like, oh, inflation news. It's been inflation news since COVID started. So it's like trillions of dollars from Trump and Biden hit everybody. We've been talking about inflation. Here goes now. Here goes my favorite one. Top headline. Forget AMC and GameStop. The hottest the hottest trades for hedge funds now is in the oil industry. <laughs> the oil industry. What are we talking about here? oil industry so now think about this this is like guys go no they're, they're going after oil companies too. get off of amc and gamestop it's right here literally like i just put you just go in cnbc amc hit search in google these are the top stories they're telling you forget about these why would they say that well they're saying it's over Oh, you you know, the stock was $2. Now it's $50. You guys won. Congratulations. They haven't even bought the shares back yet. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think, and again, this is why we're talking about, I don't think people understand how news gets disseminated, right? Like, I don't think yeah. people understand, like, how things happen. People sometimes take media, social media, actual media outlets as, like, truth. Yes. Like, that's the truth because I saw it written in a publication. It's like, no, no, no. Like, let's peel back those layers a bit. Yeah. So who controls that paper, that uh, TV station, that who yes. has interest in that, right? So in this side of AMC, who has interest in allowing AMC to go bankrupt and who has interest in allowing AMC to not go bankrupt? So Chris, you asked, some, you asked some really good questions. So there is a hedge fund by the name of Citadel. And Citadel is heavily invested and connected to CNBC. Very heavily connected. So interesting. And typically, Citadel, before AMC, has been, um, they, people have wagged their finger at them with CNBC about whatever plays they're doing, CNBC seems to love. And whatever they think is going against them, CNBC seems to not like. Mm. And, they, and, and, and we can even take this to our, our the number one news uh, um, um, disseminator of the planet, which is what? Uh, 
Facebook, Facebook, social media in general, Facebook, right? Facebook, right? It's one of the the number one like news outlet where people get their news from and it doesn't produce any news, right? Like Uber is the number one like taxi company in the planet, but they don't produce any like car, like our cars, right? Like, like, like Amazon's a retailer, but they started selling their own stuff now. But like, like these are mediums, you guys, like, so think about this. So, and so Facebook, right? Facebook shut down in January a Robin Hood group who was predominantly pushing, talking about GameStop, shut down a group over 100,000 people for violation of some policies, which I don't even think they ever told. Then AMC starts pumping. It goes from like two to $15. The group gets to 25,000, the largest AMC group on Facebook gets to 25,000 people. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's joining the group like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Facebook shuts the group down. Facebook is becoming notorious for shutting down groups. Now, Citadel, think about this. Citadel is highly vested in Facebook. Huh, what do you know? Here, now, Motley Fool, right? Like if you do any type of searching on stocks or anything, you probably see Motley Fool. Motley Fool this, Motley Fool that. Oh, we got a thousand percent increase here. We're trading. Well, here goes something funny about Motley Fool. Um, Zuckerberg's sister works at or sits on the board of Molly Fu and gets who's been pretty negative towards it, Molly Fu. <laughs> if you go and you look out, look at the news outlets, right, that are producing the negative communication around this. And I'm not saying it's not, I'm not, it's not justified, but think about why. Again, this is why I explained it. This is not a technical analysis play. This is not a fundamentals play. This is not saying that in the next month or so, when they do their count, official count in July, that, you know, that AMC is worth three times of Apple. No, (laughs) we're not saying that nobody's saying that. What we're saying is hedge funds for years have gone in, shorted stocks, crushed companies in in ways and use tactics that me and you as retail investors cannot do it's an unfair, I hate using the word fair, it's an unequitable, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, playing field, and it needs to adjust. And now people through social media, through the internet and different networking communities can come together collectively. In March, for example, AMC, in March, 80% of all the shares owned were 3.2 million individual shareholders within the United States and Canada alone. It doesn't include anything outside the United States and Canada. So if people just hold, but that's not what they're talking about. They're saying, oh, it's worth this or it's not worth that. Guys, you have to listen to what people are saying and why. Maybe there is some justification to this, right? But the news media if you don't go, because Chris asked this question last night, like, well, where do people go to get their information, right? Like, do I listen to some random on Reddit or do I listen to this established billion dollar news outlet? That's it. It's, it's like, where, where do we go today to get straightforward, truthful news that is not propagandized and not, uh, you know, doesn't have an agenda behind it? It's so tough to cut through. So again, for people that think that you're not being controlled by some form of media, you're just a little delusional about kind of what's happening, especially if you consume it. The people, yes. the, the people that, and you know, this is me, I don't consume much 
media from like the news outlets, the Fox, CNBCs. I actually don't consume any of that news whatsoever. Every once in a while, I'll see some CNN, CNBC stuff on Twitter or whatever the case is, and I'll take a article here and there. But in general, what I understand and what I know is that there is an agenda behind what you, you're being fed. Yes. As far as the masses, the, the United States of America, the middle class, however you want to look at it, the masses, you are being fed a narrative on lots of different things. We're starting to talk about stocks right now, but we, yeah. can, we can dive into narratives on many different things. One of the other things I was going to touch What's on- What's our boy's name? Yeah, Kwame Brown. If you haven't been paying attention- Can I change Kwame, my background to Kwame is <laughs> the real MVP in the back? You, you might want to, because again, we're hitting on these things and, and, and these are just- themes that we're seeing yes right we're seeing these themes come out but Kwame Brown if you haven't if you weren't paying attention this is probably three weeks ago now maybe two weeks ago um man I don't even really know how it started there was there was a little a they were Gilbert Arenas went on the um up in smoke podcast all the smoke yeah all the smoke excuse me um it's up in smoke now to Kwame <laughs> <laughs> um, and took shots at him and he was like, there was no need for you to even bring up my name. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, you want to say, I'm going to finally say something now. And it seemed like a breaking point, right? Like there was, it was a lot of, it was a bunch of media attention right away. Cause Kwame kind of went in, right? Like he yeah, kind of, oh, yeah. he kind of went in, he started, he started calling Matt Barnes, Becky with the good hair. Right? He, started, <laughs> he started really going in on people's lives. Like he was, he was going in and it was, it was to a point that, I remember I told you, I was like, I don't know if this is a like a mental health issue because like this is so left field out of character, just talking about all the things or is like, there's some, is he serious about this? Like, is this yeah. something true? And so after that died down a bit, he kept going. Yeah. Right? Kwame kept going, like even to this day, probably as we're dropping this episode. He, he's, he's live right now. <laughs> he's live, right? He's going live every couple hours, but now, he switched his tone to go more from attacking kind of, and maybe it was individuals, but yeah, yeah attacking or defending like individuals to now talking about this conglomerate of what's actually happening. And he's made some points that says like, he's, he's talked about our boy Stephen A. Smith a bit. And he said, listen, right? You get up there and you get on stage and you get on this net, these networks, and you actually have a reputation for talking bad about, right, black, black men. Like, in essence, yes, we might be accustomed to, what, sports debate now, right? It's yeah, yeah, we a are. Part of Opinion debate, opinionated debate, yes. Exactly, like, we, like, but again, when did we get to this point, right? I, <sighs> because it's so normal now, and this is where we got to pay attention to what we're being fed, and this is what Kwame is saying. He was like, when did it become okay, right, for you to get on national TV? He, he actually said this, I don't remember which one he said it, but he made it, gave an example about like, and this was Stephen A. Smith a while ago talking about Jamarcus Russell, right? Yeah. Um, and how he was just lazy and he doesn't deserve a job, right? Because mm -hmm. that's how we talk when we're in football, right? Where you're yeah, talking yeah, football, yeah, like, yeah. he's lazy, he doesn't do anything, he's donuts, he's da 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 da. And Kwame was like, you're calling this man out of his name on, just because he plays a sport. Now, what if that man now needs to go 
you know, to a Mercury dealership and be like, hey, I'm Jamarcus Russell, right? Like, I love to promote whatever you're doing. And they pull up some tape of Stephen A talking about, he's, you're lazy, you're not a, you're not a- you're Well, what if he was trying to go get a job? A job, right? Just a regular job. You're, you're taking food out of that man's mouth. Now, some people on the other side will be like, well, that's what he signed up for, for being a, right? For being a sports athlete. I get okay. it, I get okay. it. But now what's the media's role why exactly and either demeaning that person is it like and that's where we get to like so many people especially now on the sports topic they're talking and and having opinions that affect people's lives Mm -hmm. that affect people's lives after sports yeah after sports during sports right like these are the things that it's coming from somewhere because this is where that term clickbait and all that stuff comes from. It's because the media does things just for revenue sometimes. Forget the casualties, right? Forget yeah. the casualties of war. Oh, I just ruined that person's career. That reputation's out of there. There to there, right? We do this because we need more money. We need people to click on this article. We, we want people to watch Stephen A. Smith. We want wow. you to well, talk about Skip, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and so as you say that, like, okay, so people say, well, okay, maybe you have an arrogant Stephen A and an arrogant Skip Bayless, right? Because they're like the, they're like the, the kingpins, right, of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't play, right? Like you have other people like Shannon Sharp, my boy, Club Shay Shay, I'm always at Club Shay Shay, you know what I mean? Like he played, even Max Kellerman didn't play. However, he was boxing, you know, expert for years, right? Like, you know what I mean? So we like, okay, we kind of work with him. Other people have played. Marcellus Wiley, I don't care for him too much, but he played, right? Like, you know, see Michael Irvin, of course, you know. Um, but he, Kwame was like, why do these guys come on here? And why do you notice they pick on certain people? And one of his theory, I don't even want to say theories, one of his beliefs is, remember, Kwame Brown came straight out of high school. Right. He came straight out of high school. He was uh, the first ever number one pick straight out of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Number one pick. I mean, LeBron did it right. Like, I think maybe I think LeBron and Kwame may be the only ones I'm trying to remember. But Kwame was first. He made NBA history. Well, his argument is. When he didn't do so well or there was an agenda for colleges to cut out high school players coming straight into the NBA. Because he's like, once you come out, you're the number one pick. How are you a bust? Mm-hmm. And I had, I played, he played 10 plus years in the NBA. I think he's played with 13 years. Mm-hmm. He goes, I was a number one pick and I stayed in the NBA making millions of dollars for 13 years. Most people don't even stay on their job for three years. Exactly. Exactly. So he goes, how am I a bust at any point in time? Right? Like what, am I a bust to... To Michael Jordan, okay, you could argue 95% of people play in the NBA. Now let's include the planet for 20, for 30 years. Right. Of course, right. right? Like there is no bus if you come to the NBA. He said, he said the media agenda was to support getting people to stop making money straight out of high school. To not to not even to get them to stop making money, to fund colleges because this was going to become a trend. So you like just dog 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 so that then it can support let new so laws within so the nba they, so then they put in that rule oh you got to go to college for a year you got to go to college for a year 
What? I gotta go to college for a year? And now what? And now the G League and all these things, it's like, that is what he's saying. That is an agenda. We might think all of that is like, oh, it's just, that's what they did. And they had a league and right. Yeah, it makes sense. Like we want a child to make sure they go to college for a year, like get some development. Do you graduate a year? No. Do you and get so, all your education in a year? So like, where does that agenda come from? And people don't understand that. That's how it happens in the media. There are top, listen, my, my, my buddy could be, talks about following the money. He's like, he's always like, follow the money. Where's the money, right? Like you want to get to the answer to the bottom of things, yeah. follow the money. So yes. colleges, right? They are for profit. They are businesses. Yeah. If all of a sudden, and the money and the revenues they make from athletics. Yeah, especially division, these phenom high school players. From division one sports, you take a Zion. We talked about Zion on oh the podcast, God. right? Like, and that was back in the debate. Should they be get? Should they get paid for their likeness, right? Like, should yeah. they get paid for their play, right? And this kind of goes into well, should they be get get paid for it in college, or should they just be able to go straight to the league and just make money? Should they do a Levar Ball and I'm taking my kids out of school and they're going to go overseas and they're going to be cool because they're going to come back and they're going to play in the league and we're going to yeah. make money. Right? And he's doing well. Like and I mean, like the fact that Lamelo had a great year, right? Like. Like, it should like, show people. It should show people that the narrative that is being pushed on the American yes. people, even when it comes to sports, even when it comes to your child going to the next level and making money, like there's so many things in between where these, you know, the NCAA. Think about the. Um, I was just watching the the, the Rich Paul rule when they said that uh, uh, <laughs> you gotta have a degree. You gotta you have, have a degree to be an agent, like. Where does this come from? It comes from the powers that be, like the people that are need the money, that they see the money going out of flowing out. Yes. They're like, we got to figure out a way to get this money to flow back in. And the first thing that you can do is start to put that information into yes. the media, right? Yes. Like I remember um, they said, like, the, if, if a country ever gets taken over and there's a coup, like the first thing that they do is they control the media. It's oh, the number first, one thing. Yeah. It's the yeah. first thing. They go in and they control the media. They shut down the radio stations, the TVs, because they have to control the information that is now getting put out. Correct. And if we don't believe we're living in a society where the information we're receiving is being controlled, then you're not, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. paying attention. You're just not Listen, paying attention. Listen, some countries are going as far as even shutting down the internet to people so that you can't get your Reddit-style community information going by the you way know, that's going to be the only stop that's the only way to stop this that's truly the only way to stop it right like yeah. in america it can't work right like you know unless we just totally collapse like there's always going to be your reddits but that's why people are and, and then you have your discords right like i've started joining different discords right because you can't google this information you google this information like if you were a regular person hearing about your sister-in-law and they started making money with AMC, right? Or like my boy, like, you know, I had a boy. These guys are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, like legit, like making money. And you go on Google, like, oh, what's going on? Here, what are you going to see? AMC mean stop. Save your money. Here. You're about to Here. die. Everything's going to happen. They're going to take your kids. They're, they're ripping you off. But then you go into private discords where people are like, here goes the information. And here goes why we believe this can happen. And here goes the other side of the story. You're going to have to make a decision. This is something, you know, when me and Chris prepare for this, here goes the hard truth, everyone. Here goes the hard truth. 
we talked about AFC. We talked about Kwame Brown. Two completely different topics, but one common one common thing. The mainstream media says something totally different than what most people seem to be talking about, <laughs> right? Like what's really going on right here, right? And here goes the hard truth that I hope people, because it's hard. You don't know what actually is true until time plays out. Like even myself, like I got the background, I got the AMC, I got my, you know, I got my monkey friend, my ape over here in the background, right? Like I, I get it. And it's all funny games. I believe, I believe from my studies that this is a good play for the next 60 days, right? At max. And then I can put my money out, right? And maybe I'll leave some because there's some rewards now if you're a shareholder with AMC, right? Like there's some fun rewards, right? You get free popcorn and all this other stuff. Um, but outside of that, it's kind of like, you don't know until time passes. You don't know what's accurate or not. That's not to say everything that CNBC, Fox News, or CNN, whatever says is inaccurate. That's not, I'm not, we're not saying that, I'm suggesting that it either. But what we are saying is you need to diversify. Just like you diversify with your money, you need to diversify the information, make a decision. You're going to have to make a decision for yourself. And then you're going to have to wait to see if even your decision was the right decision. Right. And that's the hard truth. You won't. There is no actual answer for whatever reason, as people, not for whatever reason, and we want to know, like we want we want like this is why, like you can recommend a stock to somebody and be like, hey, I'm not a financial advisor, but I think this is good. And then the stock goes down and then they get mad at you. you yep. <laughs> like, they, like you told me about this. You owe me money. How are you money, bro? Like I studied. I went through. I thought this was a good play. You just listened to me. So now you're putting all of the responsibility on me. And so what we're saying here is don't put that responsibility on us. Study it for yourself. Or There's the media, a lot of right? yeah. like don't put like don't take stock in, for lack of a better term, right? Don't take stock in <laughs> everything that like you read or everything yeah. that you hear. Cross-reference. There's a lot yes. of like this is what happens a lot. And we saw it happen. In the pre in the elections, right? Oh like, my God! What happens oh, is you get into a silo. Yeah. And this is also caused by the media, especially social media, because it's an algorithm. So it's just showing you more of what you want to see. But if yes. you're, you know, we talked about this a bit. See, like this is where I feel the downfall of people will be when it comes to this whole stock market, right? High emotion thing is because once you do start hitting it and making some money because you got a good tip or you understood like, oh, this AMC thing does make sense. You put money in there and then all of a sudden you do make $100,000 in two days, in four days or whatever the case is, then all of a sudden what starts to happen is you're in this silo of how can I find more? How can I see more? Yeah. And how can I do in, this again? How can I do this again? Now you're in this yeah. rabbit hole of like, I know this works because I saw it happen one time and now I'm gonna stay here. You still have to be able to cross-reference that with a CNBC, with somebody that doesn't agree with it or gives yes. you a different side. Yes. Doesn't mean you yes. have to take that as truth, but yeah. you have to be able to say, "Well, this is one way someone thinks about it. This is another way someone thinks about Why it." Why do two different people think about it different ways, yeah. right? And sometimes what you realize is, well, maybe they actually don't think about it this way because somebody else just wants them to say that. Exactly. Anybody remember when Fox News had every single Fox anchor go on and say the exact same verbiage about a year or so ago, and they all had to open the same opening? So you're telling me that the Ohio Fox News 12 and the and the Denver, Colorado Fox News 49 all opened up with the same exact language? 
it's disseminated information, <laughs> right? Like it comes from some, and that's what we just want you to understand, right? Again, we do this podcast to make sure we're having the necessary conversations. Yes. So you can learn that like, it's just about perspective. It's yes. just about what you're seeing, how you see it, how you process it. There yeah. is no right, wrong, right? Like, like T said, the hard, the hard facts, the hard truth is like, you don't know what the truth is. You don't know. You really don't until you peel back the until like, you know, this is what I've always said about politics in general, is I was like, you don't know these politicians until you sit down with them, you know, you meet their family, you hang out with them, right? That's how you get to know a person. And you know whether they could be, you you start inherently knowing like, could they be bought? Right. Like, like, you know, because that's another thing, like, right? Like we have friends, right, that are married. Like I know I, I have some friends that are married and it's kind of sad to say, but I know, like, if opportunity came and the right one walked across, like, they, they not being they faithful. Would jump, they would jump <laughs> on that opportunity. <laughs> they, they not being faithful. Like, I, I know. And then I have some friends where I'm like, bruh, it could be, it could be Rihanna. It could be, Rihanna. It, they not doing nothing, right? Like, so do we ever get that close to these politicians to know when they get in the room with Citadels, the hedge funds, the Facebooks of the world, the Googles of the world, that's like, I'm going to- They slide that check across the table <laughs> and be like, hey, I just need you to say- that's it that's it here goes the words for you you don't even have to think just say these words and stop talking (laughs) that's what happens behind closed doors guys and that's why we have to be so aware of the information that we take in and what we choose to take in as truth yeah what we choose to take in as man i believe this and again if you're just getting it third party if you're just hearing it from a friend from a family member like please do research, please keep yeah. going down the line. And, you know, of course, you don't want to go so far down the rabbit hole that you never yeah, make yeah, a decision yes. and you're just- Make a decision. Confused. Yeah, make a decision. You can, you're going to be confused about things, right? Things aren't going to make sense. Listen, I'm in the financial space. You guys know that, right? Like, and, and, and teasing it, honestly, right? Like, so at the end of the day, you know that there's going to be news uh, for something or against something. I, we have people that, that, that talk completely against cash value life insurance. And then there's people that are advocates for it. You have people that talk about mutual funds. You have people that, you know, go completely against them, right? Like it doesn't necessarily matter who's right, who's wrong. What's your perspective? What's going to fit best for you? What philosophy makes sense to you? Where are you trying to go? Yeah. You said this last night when we were talking, like, where are you trying to go? What's your goal? That's it. And that's it. And I don't think people are clear enough on that. That's why this media thing is so scary because yeah. if you're not clear on where you want to be, yeah, you will be told where to go. Whew. Oh man, there was a quote. Oh, you just. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a bar too. That is that. a bar. You a just bar. hit a bar. So it was a quote, essentially like the people that are not brave enough to think for themselves will always be a slave to others to that will think for them. It was like I forgot who said it, but it was like if you're not brave enough to go through like it's my CEO who we're going to have one pretty soon. Yeah. Um, he always says people don't like to do the mental gymnastics necessary to become good. Mm. Right? People are not like willing to do the mental gymnastics like it's hard work. Like like I understand somebody was just probably thinking like oh Terrell gave me information and I came back and was like I don't know if it's true or not. Like yeah. <laughs> like hold up, did you say you got the ape in the background? No, what I'm saying is from my own due diligence, like I listen to, like I've, I input different people. I have like six people I listen to that all say yes for different reasons. Then I also have like people that are like, maybe this is why. Then I have people where it's like, 
no, right? <laughs> and I process all of that. And then I come to my own conclusions based on where I want to go and what I want to do with my money. Yep. You have to do that, right? You have to do that. If you don't, then you're, you're going to end up, then, here goes the worst part about it. So, well, not the worst. This is also like, you can call it 1A, 1B. 1A is what you said, Chris. You actually make some money, then you get stuck in the in the gambling high mm-hmm. of can it happen again. Then, or you also don't make money, don't get in, and now you're FOMOing, fear of missing out every other little thing that you think could happen. Yep. And you and those are the people that lose so much money. <laughs> they're they're the ones that really hurt. <laughs> like they're the yeah. ones that really hurt. Yeah. Like, like I get I give an example. I almost happened to me, right? So I bought, you know, I bought some AMC shares and I bought an option, right? Because I was like, oh, it's like the options. Um, you know, I, I like options for different, you know, for income, etc. Right. Um, and my option went up 500 percent. And I was like, <laughs> way past my marker, sold, <laughs> right? My, like, I was like, sold, right? Um, and I can give it a number. I bought like a cheap one. I bought a $100 option. Usually I can buy more, but whatever. I was like, you know what? This is kind of funky. I already bought a whole bunch of thousands of dollars of shares. I'm going to buy one option, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I was being cheap. My option went up to $500, right? Boom, I sold it. I profited for it. That's 400% return. Yeah. I'm like... Like, come on, I can make four hundred dollars in a week, yeah. right? I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Do you not know that that option that I sold at five hundred dollars went up to forty five hundred dollars? <laughs> Had I held three more days, wow. So four thousand dollars, four hundred dollars. Yeah. One side of me was like. Oh my God. Can I, can I buy it again at $4,000 for the option? And well, if it goes to a hundred thousand, then, then I, it, it, that option will be, and I was like, no, I usually I look for 30, 40, 50, 60% on my option. I make 400%, 400%. I tripled what I normally look for, but most people will fall into that, oh my God, I missed out on 4,000 extra dollars or 3,600 extra dollars. Cause that's, and, cause that's all they're thinking about. And that's all they're thinking that's about. That's the mindset. And again, they're mad. They're not mad. They're not mad at you. They're not happy anymore that they made 400%. Right. Come on, Chris, they, like we're in the world. You've been in longer than me. You make 400% of your money. It's that, that is one of the best <laughs> things, one of the best things <laughs> in your life. Like, are you kidding me? It's like, but again, what people are getting jaded because now in crypto, it's not, right? Like, it's, oh my it's, God. It's this, and, but again, this is a mindset. This is like yeah. where we're getting information and what we're seeing is becoming the norm or the normal way of thinking. And yes. we just have to be very, very cautious of where does this thought process come from? Is yes. it being pumped into us? Is it being given to us for a certain? And, and let me just tell you guys, right? Like that are playing around. And I think we're probably gonna, we probably have more of this financial conversation with your CEO, right? Like if, if we Yeah, yeah, the, the former investment banker on mortgages yeah. and acquisitions. So yeah, we'll probably M&A guy. So he's like all about risk and analysis. And you exactly. saw that book I posted. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So we'll probably have a little <laughs> bit more of these types of conversations. But the thing is, right, we just have to know that you, you have to be in control of your emotions of yeah. right how you're thinking about things. When it comes to the money game, you got to yeah. make sure that you're emotionally ready like I was telling T, some people don't have the stomach to play in stocks, 
Some people don't have the stomach to do it because it is up and down. Like if you don't understand what your plan is, yeah, right, what the goal is, it's very easy to to lose your way. It's very easy to lose your way. And we just want you to be aware that the media has control when mainstream media. When you are, you know what? We can we can we just throw Facebook in? Can we throw social? Can we throw Facebook into mainstream media at this point? Yes and no, because so yes. I understand because they are the powers that be too, right? Because like they, they just will shut a conversation down. But I'll go the other side. Okay. Right? Like the other side is the reason why it's not necessarily just mainstream media is because the, there's agendas for individuals on those Fair. platforms yes. as well. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. The like, pump and dump guys. Yeah. Exactly. People have gone to jail recently over the past year for that stuff. Because, but, but it's real because they yeah. know if it's happening from mainstream media, well, my little hundred people that follow me or my 3000 people, if I do da 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 da, that might help my pocket because I'm holding on to this or I'm trying to pump and dump, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm not trying to make more apes. So, you know, we, the, in the AMC world, we call it apes. So we're not doing this. So just so you guys know, if you buy the stock, great. If you don't buy the stock, I'm, that's fine. I just want to make sure because people were like, oh, Terrell's out here trying to get some more people off his platform. No, like, I just want to put that out there because yeah. that's a good point. That's a really, really good point. Like, there's individuals, I mean, you see this in crypto all the time where people create their own coins, rally all these people, sell them, and then I got burned. In, I got burned in the ICO bubble in, two, in 2017. That's all that it was, T. And I wasn't educated enough to yeah. really understand what was happening, but that's exactly what was going on. There was random people that were creating random coins writing it all down, putting the white paper, getting their people to rally. This is going to be the next coin of the century and it's going to change the face of medicine and health and, and all these things. And you read it and it sounds amazing. And then you realize they were just trying to collect a bunch of money so they could get the hell out of there and leave. Like, and yeah. that's what started happening. And we have to be aware on both sides. Yeah, I have a we have a huge disdain for mainstream media because you have because you don't know where that's coming from, right? Like yeah. the higher higher ups. But then if you take your average ordinary person that's on social media, they may have an agenda too. Yeah, don't put it past them just because you're getting information from a disc. Because again, money, especially when you're dealing in the money world, follow the money. Right, yeah. money is smart. There might be someone from a hedge fund that puts somebody in a Discord channel that 100%. Then starts to talk. And you have no there's idea. bots. There's, there's there's real people and there's bots. Like let we just talk about the real people. Like in there right now, like Patreon, right? Like Patreon's the way for the average everyday guy or gal to get money, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. oh, forget the mainstream media; they could be completely lying, right? and get enough people to follow, subscribe, they make money off of YouTube, go to Patreon, right? Then now you pay monthly to get like bogus information. Yeah, people have- It's just a good agenda. story that they sell. People have good, people have agendas and that's that's the key, right? We're not yes. one side media, this side people, right? Like, no, nah, this is, where are you getting information and are you able to actually discern what you're going to process and believe and take as your philosophy as what you yes. believe that's yeah. really what it is i don't care yeah. which side it comes from no nope. you have to be able to do that but you have to know that if you are getting information people have agendas not everyone that gives you financial help or financial advice actually has your best interests no you know they just don't right like and so wherever and that's that's again that's the scary part of this whole thing is because i think too many people are taking information from sources that they haven't checked from right due diligence they haven't done 
And I think that's uh, something we really have to pay attention to. So, yeah. I, and I'll, I'll just say this as well. Um, give yourself grace too, because if you fall into something and you figure out, man, this wasn't it. Okay. Like, okay. Like that's fine. Like, you know, like it, you were, you had good intent of trying to get good information and somebody was a great marketer or salesperson or both and they got you in and it didn't work. That doesn't mean that what you were seeking is not something that sh is not a worthwhile goal, right? Like, you know, I have a friend right now who's like, oh no, I don't invest anymore, man. I got burned in crypto. I'm not done. I'm done. I'm like, okay, you got burned. Okay. A lot of people got burned, right? Like Chris, this was you for a while, right? Right. I, right? I, like, I you know, but it takes time to heal, right? Understand what happened, go through the mental gymnastics necessary, and then go back in smarter, better, not in fear, but more in, in you know, with more information, more informed. This is what we're saying. It's okay. I've got duped into things. I've gotten, I've figured out, like I've paid for courses that were crap. I've, you know, I've joined communities where you have to pay monthly. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what did I do? Right. <laughs> I have to ask for refunds back. Some money I didn't get back. Some money I did get back. But this is all a part of the process of learning and growing. And the problem is our brains naturally do not want to extend that energy to figure it out. That's why we like habits. That's why we work in rhythms. That's how algorithms know how to control us because we, we like patterns and rhythms of the same because we kind of can understand the outcome. When you start digging and doing mental gymnastics on stuff you don't understand, there is no foreseen outcome yet. And that is, that's tiring. That burns energy. And naturally, our brain doesn't want to do that. We have to push that. So I will put that out there. So naturally, there's science behind this. And maybe we do a whole episode on this, like the science of the brain, right? Because me and you have kind of like kind of gone down this path in our own rights. Like yeah. this is one thing about me and Chris, like we end up going like after like the same piece of information, but somehow we end up taking absolutely different roads to get there. <laughs> it's it's so kind of how this podcast started. So and then we're like, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, but this. And he's like, no, but yeah, but this. Like we talk about our health journeys and stuff, like how the path that we're getting there. So this is a part of it. And are either one of us wrong? No. Are we any either one of us absolutely right? Probably not, right? Like, you know, but we're all still going and we could come together, share information and get better. And this is what we want today, right? We talk about AMC because it's a hot thing, it's a hot topic, it's easy to people to like, oh, he's talking about AMC or they're talking about AMC. Kwame Brown, oh, but really what we're saying is watch the narratives, watch the media, listen to what people are telling you from the media and individuals that have a, you know, have an agenda study, do the mental gymnastics. I keep saying that because I wanted to register to process and make a decision for you and your family. Give yourself grace. If it doesn't work, keep it going. And if it does work, celebrate, be smart. If you make short-term money, go long after, <laughs> take somebody to go long, prepare for taxes, call Chris. He can mm -hmm. help with that. Like that was a promo for me, not Chris directly, <laughs> like call Chris, right? Um, you know, um, it, you know, man. It's a we got, we got CP on the tax taxes, right? Okay. If you, when you need to do them, like there's a lot of stuff to, you know, a lot of resources that we can help out with. We just want you guys to be better. So that's all I got to say. That's it. And that's a great way to wrap this thing up, man. Like we, uh, we, we want you guys to get better. Again, the reason we do the podcast is so that you can understand there's no right or wrong. It's just about your perspective, but we want you to control what's up here. 
That's that yeah. mental gymnastics he's talking about. We want you to control what's going on in, in your mind so that you can make the best decisions for you and your family. And yes. then you will not be hurt if it didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go because it was your actual decision. When you start taking information and just literally doing what other people are doing and then you get hurt, naturally you will be mad at them. Yes. You will be mad that somebody told you that thing or, oh, I got caught up in that. You'll be mad at them. You should be mad at you for not taking the, 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 the time to actually go through and process. Is this something that I want to do? I believe in, I understand enough, all of those types of things. Always understand where you're getting your information. Where is it coming from? Is there an agenda? Could there be an agenda behind it? Could there be something, right? And once you start to learn and decipher what's gonna, what, what information makes sense to you, then you have your plan. Then as long as, like T said, you stay focused on the outcome, the goal, right? Where you're headed. Everyone's path is not the same. Everyone's yeah. plan is not the same. Everyone does not have to be in stocks. Let me just tell you that. Everyone, like equities, is one asset class out of five, maybe six, if we include cryptocurrency, but they're kind of figuring that out. Soon to be. Soon to be, right? <laughs> like equities is one asset class. That means this is only one of the areas that you can make long-term money, short-term money, residual money. It's only one area. There are other areas, right? There's, there's the cash side. There's the real estate side. There's the commodity side. There's the lending side. You know, yeah. there's so much that you can do. So don't feel like you have to follow the masses because it's the narrative being presented to you because it's every headline, because it's yeah. everything that you see. You think that like, that's the way everyone's going. It's not the case. So we just want you to think for yeah. yourself. Uh, I'll, use the, I'll use a phrase to wrap as you finish because yeah. people like catch on like, because we, you know, like we're kind of tracking stuff faster now, like yeah. generational wealth. Everybody keeps talking about, I want to try to create generational wealth with my, um, my, my t-shirt business. Okay, great. That's like, that's one asset class, right? We talk about that. Yeah. So there's multiple ways to create generational wealth. Yeah. So for okay. people out there, they're like, all right, that's what I want to do. And there's not just stocks. There's so many other things. Like By I said, the way, call, call Chris. <laughs> yeah, call me because there's some things on that generational wealth side. We might have to have a whole episode on that because people don't understand that it's it's easy to make money it's hard to keep money generational wealth is not is not solely made on how much money you make exactly generational exactly. wealth is how much money do your kids have and it's <laughs> like strategy. And live off of. It's strategy people don't understand you get to a level of actually want, wanting to create wealth for generations you need strategy yes it's not like oh i just ran up the numbers no, 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 no. You can run up the numbers and they can go back down. You realize yes. that that's not generational wealth. Generational wealth is having assets and things that continue to build. And that whole thing passes down and continues to build. Yes. That is how you build it. If you, and again, this is why you can't necessarily do that in stocks, right? You can't just build because eventually you're building someone else's company. That's what a stock is. You are owning someone else's business. So you have zero control. You're just putting some money into it. The generational wealth mindset, we've got to understand actually what we're saying. There's people that want to make money and be wealthy or be rich. And there's people that want to build generational wealth. And those habits are going to be a bit different. So they're a little different. There's some crossover. But we'll, we'll, you know what? That, we'll, we'll, that's an episode because 
Yeah. We'll mess around and, and extend this out another That's hour. So I can see That's it. True. I can see your energy level. You going, right? <laughs> I'm ready. That's how we go. You guys don't even know this on the podcast, but uh, after we we uh, record this, we probably go for another 30 minutes <laughs> sometimes. So either way, we'll cut it short right now. Again, we hit us up. We want to hear your perspective. Shoot us a message. Find us on social because we want to hear what your thoughts are on this media, on this controlled mindset, on where we're getting information, on where this thing is even going. One day, will we be able to trust any news? Will we be able to trust anything? Right. So we have to we have to have the conversation. We want to have the conversation with you. Um, until next week, guys. We're signing off for Perspective Podcast. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, man. I got, all right, I feel better now. You know, you feel go. better. I'm ready. All right, guys. All right, guys. Love y'all. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Perspective Podcast. We hope this conversation made you think a bit deeper, gain some insight, or even possibly even gain a brand new perspective. If you did enjoy it, do us a favor. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere else you stream. Leave a review to help more people experience these conversations and potentially change their perspective as well. And lastly, as always, T and I want you to connect with us. So follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can find us just by using our names. And there we get a chance to hear your perspective. Until next time, God bless.